Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the podcast. It is what it is. I'm here with my brother, Reese. Um, we're here for a special event today. Something I think that is unique, something that's special. Um, but I'm going to let Reese tell us, man. What are we here for? It's all about autism acceptance, not awareness, acceptance of our beautiful, unique individual we got here today. I mean, that's most parents would, would probably be alarmed at that, but how did you feel in the initial knowing or were there any signs that, you know, cause for alarm? So my son, he's four years old and he's nonverbal. And it's things that got brought to my attention as far as just wanting to be a voice for him because right now he's not able to speak. So I felt it was up to me to speak for him. children do you have right now right now and this is it <laughs> uh, you sure you don't, you don't, oh man you don't just thinking about it <laughs> four kids total four total so yeah. like this this young child of yours has autism and the other three are you know i don't want to say normal just because i don't want to be rude or anything but they don't have autism right. so how is it like raising a child with autism versus not having a child with autism right. And just learning about the community itself, like I'm, I'm learning, we're considered neurotypical. Okay. Like what you just said, the rest of my kids don't have it. Right. They're just neurotypical, you know, not on a spectrum and don't relate to someone with autism. Mm. Uh, autism is considered atypical. And that's okay. just learning that they're communication skills and interaction with individuals is completely different. Gotcha. And the more that I'm learning about them, you know, it, it, it teaches me to the point of having more kids, it teaches me that all of my kids are different. You know, and just learning they all special. how they, yeah. They're all unique. Just learning how they interact and communicate. You know, one kid might have a problem with something and the other one don't. Right. You know, we all think different. That's a fact. Um, we kind of jumped into it, but I, I did want to learn a little bit more about you as a person, meaning like, what are your, your life ideals? Like, what do you stand for? And I ask that in, in this respect, because you have to take those same ideals and still embed them within all of your children, regardless of the situation and how they, uh, how their brain works and how they want to learn and how they're, you know, wired, so to speak. So like, how, what do can you answer that question? Like, how do you do that? And like, what do you stand for? I feel like I'm an average kid. You know, I go to work, <laughs> come home with the kids. Naturally, I'm trying to pay more attention to my kids mm -hmm. uh, based off of my upbringing, seeing where, you know, things have not been as close with the family. Right. And just trying to see how can I, I make that even better for the next generation. But, That's what it's always about, though, right? Like, we always talk about paving the way and like our our grandparents and parents showed us things and taught us stuff that we will hopefully use in the future. Right. And then you trying to do that same thing and you know make it even better. I always look at like my family and I always say that mine starts with like my grandfather and then it's my pop. Like those aren't my two pillars. Right. In terms of like the the um 
men in my life that helped me grow up, right? So there are certain things that they taught me that I clearly needed to take to heart in order to grow and, 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 and invest in self and become better, right? And then I look at the next generation will be like an Ari. And man, when I say Ari, I always say like, you want to look at like a perfect human being, like super nice and, <laughs> hey, how are you doing today? It's, it's Ari, you know what I'm saying? And watching her do this college thing is just truly amazing because I got accepted to a couple colleges, but not like her, bro. Like, mm. I'm talking about, I'm, I'm a flex for you, Ari. I'm a flex. We talking Michigan State. We talking Penn State. We talking Arizona State. We talking LSU. I, I didn't have all that. Like, that was that was, that was was dope to see uh, and, and consistently see her do that type of stuff now. So, I definitely agree with you. Like, trying to invest the morals and ideals to help grow the next generation is extremely important. Um but that's solid, bro. I commend you for that, for real. I got to do a quick homework. Go in, man. Talking about kids. Yes, yeah, sir. You know, my 14-year-old, uh-huh. Samaya, that girl, she's a freshman. She's ranking 23 out of 608 students. Damn. Straight-A student. I'm talking about she trying to go to summer school just to catch up on credits. That's different. That's she different. Feels different, man. That's different. I, I just had to do a whole practice to do it. I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> Shout out to you. Um, summer school when you don't need it. That's, that's different. You ain't a regular dad, then, man. You ain't. She don't have a regular mom. That's 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 big ups to y'all. Um, so getting into this, where I want to know more about this piece of autism because that's why we're here. We're here to discuss, learn. Grow. I'm sure you're gonna be doing a lot more teaching in this episode than I am. But what is? It, it's gonna sound silly, like a, a, I guess, a silly question. But what is autism? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a silly question because, again, like we discussed, a lot of people don't know about it. Right. But autism is simply a diagnosis. Okay. That's letting you know individual behavior, communication. Interactions with neurotypical okay. individuals are completely different. They don't see things and they don't learn things the same way we do. And they typically, I guess you could say, are in their own world yeah. because they sometimes feel like that they are not accepted. So, <laughs> question there. So, if let me make sure I word this correctly. If we're looking at someone who doesn't simply just learn the same way that the average person learns, um, how do you make them feel accepted? Like, I mean, everybody's different. So how do you make, I mean, your son probably feels at home when he's at home, but when he steps outside, how do you control that, that, that narrative of, no, nah, he's just as regular as my, my straight A daughter. You know what I'm saying? Like he got straight A's too. It's no biggie. Right, right. How do you control that? Yeah. So, Naturally, since my son is four, he haven't been able to interact as much, you know, Mm -hmm. as far as on a communication standpoint with another individual. But as far as what I have learned, well, even thinking about it yesterday, Mm -hmm. I had an event. Big event. Big, huge event. I'm talking about everybody was here. The whole city was. That's why we didn't shoot the episode (laughs) yesterday. But... Just having an individual that was on the autism spectrum, 
that came to the event, mm-hmm. she might have came off as a little standoffish, or and that's not, the young lady who was uh, yes, sitting yes, on that yes. side. Okay, or not feeling like she's welcome, mm-hmm. or even comfortable around everybody else. But in her mind, her thought process is, I can't interact with them. Like I don't relate to them. Right. You know, just hearing certain sounds could bother her. Or being too close to an individual might have made her uncomfortable. Okay. And I kind of appreciated it because everything that I've been learning and seeing the individual, like, interact, like, it, it kind of helped me understand it a lot better. That's, that's see, I didn't know that. I mean, we talked prior to, and like you told me, but I'm saying when I initially met her, I didn't know that she was under the spectrum in, in, in some case. So... How did she learn about the event? Did you already reach out to her? Or was it like how did that come about? Oh man, the thing about that is quick synopsis. Okay, you know, just to set the context. But I did a a poem about my son, and it kind of just helped express some of the the emotions and experiencing that that experiences that I have been through. Through this process. Okay. And from there, everything has just been so organic. Just the word getting out. Naturally, you know, social media is is it's a platform where others can, you know, see that, some of the things that you're putting up. And that's why I did it publicly. Right. I, I just more so wanted to express my emotions publicly. And that's tough to do at times, bro. Like just getting out there and, and sharing your your truth. Um when you say that how they learn and how they connect and, and, and engage with, inter, uh, with ind- individuals. Is it possible for them to begin speaking at some time in their life? Or is it just one of them things that it is what it is? Shameless plug. <laughs> you got to go back on that one. Shameless plug. That do, do it still, man. Oh, for sure. <laughs> what I'm saying is, when it, when it comes to learning verbally, how you and I are doing right now, is it something that is completely thrown out, like there's no way that they could ever possibly talk? Or is it just something that maybe in time is possible? I'm not saying it's a guarantee. It might be a low percentage, but is it possible for that person to, to start being more verbal? Yeah. So the spectrum, it goes so wide, like... Mm-hmm. In the community, I know it's, it's a well-known that you meet one person with autism, you meet one person with autism. And that's simply just explaining that. I'm about to say, unpack that. <laughs> unpack that one. They, you can't say that I, I remember seeing somebody on the spectrum, this was their behavior, and you expect the same thing from the next. Mm. So it, it, it can be one that is what people like to call super smart. You know, they, they laser focus and they, they know a lot of information. Okay. The typical person cannot grab the concept of, but that's still kind of like a stereotype of what autism is okay. because it's, it's very not likely for that to happen with an individual on the spectrum. Gotcha. But it's just understanding that my son, again, Four years old, nonverbal. We don't know if he's going to talk. 
But the reason that I even decided to do this is because I know where he stands right now. And okay. I want individuals to know, like, my process of going through this, you know, for a, a form of encouragement, inspiration to others. So I guess, I guess the next question is adaptation. How has the family changed? How has your parenting methods changed? How has, how has everything changed in terms of the internal piece? Yeah. I feel that it definitely has changed for the better. Perfect. Naturally, we didn't know about him being on the spectrum until he was about two going on three years old. Okay. And that's what is that the time where like alarm came in? Like Well, just of, seeing in little things that he was doing, was not doing. Give me he examples just, if you don't mind. So the lack of eye contact. That's one of the main things that might be the telltale sign that something is different. Okay. Or meaning that when you're talking to him, he's not even paying you attention in terms of the eye contact? Yeah, or okay. you just look at him. And notice that he never gives you too many, too much eye contact. And once we start seeing that, you know, we we had questions in comparison to our other two kids at the time, mm-hmm. and we were just looking at it like, you know, it's something different. Okay. And naturally, COVID happened. That's a pain in the ass. <laughs> I had my son in COVID. Born, born February, COVID hit March. Yeah. So God damn. Yeah, and, and when that when we were really looking to see where we can find it, some information or, you know, mm-hmm. what we even do, what's the next step. Right. You know, things were slowed up because of that. So it, it really went to the point of now we know what's going on. It, it definitely gets emotional. Right. It was, and it still do get emotional. But... Just going through the process it, it, with the family as well. Just we know something is different, so we just have to figure out a way to work around it. Gotcha. So I'm assuming that staying in touch with everything from like you know, you gotta talk to grandma, tell her like, hey, these type of cues mean this, that, yeah. and the third, and everything has been flowing smooth. That's what I'm saying, pretty much. Right. Um, that's dope. I'm and I'm actually happy for that. I had a question, but it's something that you said I wanted to jump into where. What made you want to share this information? Like, you could have just been a parent doing exactly what you're doing and everything is going smooth as it can be, right? But instead, you took it a step further. You wanted to branch out, so to speak. Yeah. Why? Most people want to keep that internal. Like, I don't want you to know my child had autism. I don't want to know select people, but it shows differently. And that's at least, I would say, a part of my journey. Mm -hmm. When this all started, it might sound cliche, but before my son was born, I literally, and I just did a poem about it. That's the crazy thing about it. Uh, but I literally had an epiphany, and it was a voice that spoke to me that said, it's time to have another kid. Like, I wouldn't even say that we were in the best financial situation to have another kid, but the voice was so vivid. Right. I just said, we got to do it. Gotcha. Baby, come in here. <laughs> so I, mean, I literally called my wife and told her, and she was just in alignment with it. Like, I told her my vision, what happened, and she was in alignment. So Solid. all that translates to where we at today. 
I remember when we got the diagnosis and I was trying to deal with that uh, as well as other things that was going on in my life. And mm -hmm. it, it, it really led me into a depression. Mm. And from that, I have learned so much. I felt like I had to about self or just everything in its totality. Everything started coming to, together with me gotcha. as far as when I had that epiphany. Okay. It helped me understand that it was meant to happen. Gotcha. As emotional that it got, it, it it really came to me that it was meant to happen, and it's up to me to start speaking for it. And for my son to be nonverbal, it even spoke louder to me that he can't speak, so I need to do it for him. Gotcha. Uh, something you said, though, you said that you could recall exactly when you got the news or however that happened. So were you upset, mad, frustrated, angry, confused, all of the above? Got yeah. like, yeah. what, what was it? How do, you, how do you take something like that? Like, right, right. It's different. And that's, that's part of like what I was saying with the whole depression. I grew up just not showing too much emotion. So when I went down like that, it was just from all built up aggression and not letting my emotion out. Right. So when I first got the information, it really didn't hit me. I didn't know how to process it. Mm -hmm. But once, once I really sat down and started thinking about it, like really trying to figure out what's going on, that's when it hit me. Gotcha. Well, what's crazy is, man, again, you're like a brother to me, so I, I grew up with you, you know what I'm saying? You got one of the most live personalities, bro, out of everybody. Like, when you, when you come in a room, you know you're in the room, and not because you're trying hard. When Reese come in, like, prime example, Reese don't have to say shit. Reese can come in the room with some black-ass shades on <laughs> in the middle of the night, and everybody wondering, why this month you got uh, shades on? But that's Reese. Like, so it's crazy that you felt like you had to, like, correct me if I'm wrong, like, bottle yourself up to some extent. And for whatever reasons that you had to do it, it's, it's neither here nor there. But, man, I definitely always say being you, bro, is, is unique in itself. Everybody unique. But some people got, like, special special powers, bro. Like, you have a special power that when you you and you just in the room, what you use? Vivid. The room <laughs> is very fucking vivid, bro. Yeah. Um, so don't ever, don't ever sacrifice your power, bro, for real. Um, that's just me from somebody growing up. Like we talked before, watching you, my brother, and everybody else around. Yeah, you, you can see the difference in, in people. Um, so, getting into the cultural aspect, because you spoke on it not really being, it's a community of people, but based on our conversation, it's not a real community of like-minded individuals in the sense of our culture. How do you navigate you becoming, I mean, essentially, if you're on social media, you're doing all that, people are going to call you an advocate. So how do you become, or how do you feel about becoming an advocate and being a black man doing it? You know, the crazy thing about that is, I guess you could say self-consciously, mm -hmm. I, I always thought about that because since I started learning about this, this community and, and more about my son, I've noticed that a lot of education and information that I have been receiving has been 
from those that are not black. Gotcha. Like, straightforward. It, it, yeah. it's, it's not too many black individuals I see in the community. Not saying that it, they're not out there. But you just haven't experienced that. You haven't seen them yet. That's no, I mean, not, not saying I haven't seen them. It's okay. just as far as on the forefront. Mm. We're not there. Okay. And I, I have seen documentaries representing autistic dads, and I see every other race except for ours. Gotcha. So it's, it's subconsciously I have noticed that, so that's another part of me wanting to speak up because I want to represent us as a culture. So let's say best-case scenario, right? I'm talking three, four, five years from now. You become the number one advocate as a black man autism cool with that weight it's a lot of weight you cool with that man the way i look at it now right i don't care about being the biggest i don't care about being known for it it's it's more of i have a passion for something that, that is near to my heart mm-hmm. wherever it takes me i know i feel that this is the path that i supposed to be on and all I can do is follow it. What happened in the process, I can't even tell you. Yeah, I feel like I got to say amen after that. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's solid, though, man. Um, I love it when, again, we just kind of spoke on this prior to the episode, but, you know, I'm always pro us, man. And I feel that when you see a deficiency or a lack of our culture in a certain topic and you feel the need to shift that narrative, and not for any uh, monetary gain, simply because not only is it the right thing to do, but it is the right thing to do for our culture and individuals in the future. And not necessarily in the future, even now, watching you on this journey, you know what I'm saying? People can gravitate towards that, whether they have an individual that has autism or not, it's the, the respect will be there. And you might be in an encounter where you're around someone with autism or your family member might be diagnosed or your child might be diagnosed with it. Who knows? And you might not know how to function around them, but had they listen to you or just follow your journey, now you got a little bit of knowledge on what's going on here. You know what I mean? And that could truly shape how somebody interacts with another person. And ain't that what we always been taught is to treat people how you want to be treated and all that good stuff. Yeah, so like, that's, that's solid work, bro. For real, for real. Do you want to leave an impact on the culture? Or... We can put it a little bit more broad. Do you want to leave an impact on autism awareness? And if so, what would you want that impact to be? I would say both. Okay. Just being black, I mean, all of us experience some form of not being treated as equal. So that's always going to be on my heart to want to represent us as a culture. I feel like everybody that is black, you know, that that wants to step up to make any type of difference is representing our culture. But to the point of autism, I just want something to be known that I feel I just want something to be known that I feel is important or 
Please, I gotta take that back. School. It is what it is, man. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to get real deep with it. Like, <laughs> it's like I, I like to hit that. Mm. You want an Oscar? I will. <laughs> nah, I ain't gonna slap nobody. But what should I start back at? What do you want from it? What do you want your impact to be, man? From a coach? I definitely wanted to to impact both sides of it. Our culture as blacks and just in autism. I just wanted to be known as far as these individuals that's on the spectrum. They should get the same treatment as blacks should be getting treated as well. So it's kind of like a, a double-edged sword. I'm about to say, meaning that how we don't always get a fair shake. Right. They should also get a fair shake just like we should. Right. Agreed. And it's, it's, it's so much that we don't know about the community as far as the lack of ability that they uh, can find employment because once someone know that you don't operate normally, quote unquote, they mm. look at you as an outsider. They look at it as a form of you're not going to be able to do the job. Right. Something you said kind of like, there's two things you said that sparked my, my next question. As a black man, we always had that. Well, I know I had that conversation from, from my parents about what do you do in certain situations? And communication is key. So how do you teach? For one year, let's, let's step back a little bit. Being black in certain situations can be detrimental. Regardless of what you say, regardless of what you do, it could just be one of them days where shit don't go right. So being able to communicate can help alleviate negative situations. How do you help someone with autism understand that communication? Because they're also a black man or black woman growing up. How does how do you how do you connect the two? I would say first thing is understand how that individual operates. Right. Again, the the spectrum. It, it has a a wide range, and then the individual might can communicate with people. Mm -hmm. Might can make eye contact with individuals. So, learning that individual and what type of spectrum or how they interact and communicate with individuals would tell how how you can. That's that's part of why I want to. To be a voice. Yeah, for sure. Because what I'm thinking is like, God forbid any of this type of stuff happen. But an individual with autism is in the car that's pulled over. Cop woke up on the wrong side of the bed, is having a pissed off day or a shitty day, and wants to take that frustration out. The individual in the car that has autism isn't even operating the car. Yet the officer proceeds to contact that individual by telling them to get out the car or some type of verbal communication, not knowing that that individual does not communicate in the same facet that you and I are currently doing. Is there a way to teach that individual, whether it may be like sign language or something like that, I'm not sure, but like, how do you try to 
lessen those situations from happening from an individual that does not communicate in the standard way of communication. Right, right. You know, to be honest, like, I feel if a parent has someone like that, it's as simple as having a, a form of just can't even think of the name. <laughs> like empathy? No, no, no. Just having a form of a brand that say that that individual is autistic. Mm. You know, they, they do make a lot of like brands or logos that say, I am autistic. Mm-hmm. Please be patient. You know, right. anything that's, that's kinda, that. I didn't know that. That's kind of dope, though. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of dope. Okay. And this is, I mean, really, it's just something as simple as that. I mean, one out of, I want to say, it's, it's, it's a statistic that says one out of 54 individuals is diagnosed with autism. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, I'm, I'm sure some form of information about an autistic kid has got somewhere in the family knowing mm-hmm. about it. Right. So just having something, just at least labeling it, uh, at least help somebody. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So... Before we get into like a whole wrap up process, what I really want to know that you now that you taught me about autism, the awareness of it, how it affects individuals, how it affects us as quote unquote normal. Um, what's next for you, man? Like, what are you, what are you looking to do? What's what's Reese trying to achieve? What are you trying to create? What, what's the what the narrative we about to create, man? What are you trying to do? And for me, it it just happened so organic for me. Right. Yeah, I, I get. I mean, I appreciate you even for having me on. Definitely, definitely. For sure. As you know, just like you said, you know, we grew up together, and I, I definitely got respect for what you're doing. Appreciate it, brother. But as far as for me, I I plan on just continuing to try to get the word out. I want to be a form of inspiration. You know, it, it's all inspired by my son. Right. So just trying to do that on a social platform. Uh, more poems, like I said, what even came to existence with what I'm doing right now is mm-hmm. because I decided to get on social media and put something out there. Who'd have thought 14 year old Reese rapping on beats? Oh, man. What uh turned into Reese, oh. the poetic genius that you are now, man. man. Hey, if, if y'all heard me back in the day, <laughs> oh man, nah, they, they set the tone for me, man. I appreciate <laughs> it. I got to see trash ass rappers. <laughs> And good rappers and, and um, see y'all create something dope. And like I said, man, everything happens for a reason. Like, again, I, I personally I personally believe that you rapping men, just learning how to create a bar, learning how to create a flow, uh, a cadence. Like, yeah, maybe you dropped it at 15, 16, I have fucking shit. But <laughs> as you got older, situations happen, creating poetry ain't different from creating a, a rap, a 16. Yeah, I mean, I look at it now as poetry is definitely, it's from the aspect of somebody trying to inspire you or get a message across. Yeah, get get a message. That's what yeah. it's really all about. You know, rap, it's just all about entertainment. Yeah. I feel like your uh, your poetry, in my opinion, or your poetry and your gym and the AMs, <laughs> uh, I'm actually, I got to get you saying that on the, on the, on the camera first. Um, the gym and the AM, 
is where you get to see you more. Like, like I told you about that personality trait. Like, that's your superpower, bro. When you do your poetry, even yesterday when you was doing it, last minute, you got to put some some good shit together, right? <laughs> but you were able to not only get it out. It's not like you just, you know, you uh, when you're a kid, you got to read in front of the whole school and you have to. The people came oh, out like, man. yeah, it wasn't that. It was true passion, true delivery, true um, um, your, your your vocalization was on key. You know what I mean? Like, and that's Reese though. Like when you got on the Facetime with Miss Jacko, like that's Reese. That 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 energy you bring. So I feel like your your poetry man can truly be your outlet um, and, and help you create something special, not just for for you, but also for your kids and for for everybody else to that's gonna follow you on this journey. Um, so with the branding, what are we, uh, are you looking to just brand your own personal page or are you looking to come up with a new concept or what's the, what's the deal on that? Well, for right now, I just, I am who I am. Mm-hmm. I, I believe all of my platforms is Reese TJR. Okay. That, that's who I want to be, and it's, it's, it's no purpose of trying to rebrand what's already been built for 36 years. Speak on it, bro. <laughs> Speak on it, bro. Talk your shit. Speak <laughs> on it. Yeah. But, no, it's, it's, it's really – I definitely want to do more poetry. I mean, I, I love it. It's unique. It, it allowed me to express a lot of things that I, I never expressed growing up. It definitely felt good to do it. And naturally, you know, just like you said, you grew up with us and you know what we come from. I feel as though that you're getting back to being Reese, you feel me? And just being who you are, who you want to be, and just being a boss while doing it. You know what I'm saying? Owning your own and creating it for, for self. Uh, I think that's solid, bro. Yeah, I think ultimately, who don't want to be loved? And the best way that you can be loved is by being 100% yourself. That's true. And I don't think a lot of people understand that, man. I think that I love social media. I love technology. I love it all. I really do. I'm a, I'm a nerd for it. But I think that's an issue that we have in our, not just our culture, just in the world of today. Everybody wants to be loved, but through the wrong methods. They want to be loved through likes, through shares, through comments, through tell me I'm pretty in Tell me I'm making the most money in. Tell me I'm the greatest this. Yeah. I ain't never need nobody to tell me I'm the greatest. I know I was the greatest once I started beating motherfuckers that I'm trying to beat. You know what I mean? Right, like right. Self-assurance lets me know I'm the greatest. Understanding that me failing is just another opportunity for me to succeed. And I'm not trying to use like no cliche lines and shit like that, but like that shit is real, bro. When you truly feel that you can be better, you will be better. No, I'm a big fan of Kobe, and I, I'm probably gonna say something about Kobe every episode. Uh, same like, but having that 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 Mamba mentality, bro, working an hour more than everybody else every single day is gonna make you better by this much on a on a daily percentage. But in totality, it's gonna be vast, enormous. Like you you can't even fathom it. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say that, bro. I, I, like I said, I love what you're doing. I really do. I love I you. Appreciate it. Appreciate um, it. Other than that, man, anything else you want to say to the people, bro? Anything on your mind? Anything you want to get off your chest? Jim and I know. <laughs> for sure, for sure. You was waiting for it. I yeah, know. 
I appreciate right. it. That's, that's now we official. You know what I'm saying? Like getting a Wiz Khalifa laugh on the verse. Um, but yeah, with that being said, man, this is uh, another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I want to thank my man Reese for coming through, blessing us with a little bit of knowledge, understanding, letting you know, bro, I'm always in your corner. Whatever you need, you let me know. It ain't no big deal to me. I got you. Um, on top of that, you know how the podcast go, man. We not here to disrespect anybody. We not here to offend anybody. We simply just having a conversation. And sometimes we not going to always agree. And, and that's cool, you know. Those things are what they are. At the end of the day, it is what it is, man. Facts. Yeah.